From Marie Claire, beauty crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. As always, I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Iantha Yu, acting beauty director of Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. On today's episode, we are covering the tips that you will need to maintain your blonde at home. Bettina's going to give us the rundown on how we can eat for better skin. But first, we are coming in with our Hall of Fame. And today we are covering budget beauty because we all could use good budget beauty by right now, right? 100%. I'm not splashing out. I think so. We need some Corona budget items out there. Yes. B, please kick us off. I want to know what your ultimate budget beauty buy is. My ultimate budget beauty buy is skincare related because I think it's really hard to find great skincare at an affordable price. I think there's often like a lot of like mid-level, really fantastic Mm. skincare, but obviously the ordinary, we all know it as a brand. It's fantastic um, skincare brand, lots of great options on there, but I love in particular their Buffet Serum. And I think this is still their most expensive item and it's at $25, about $25. And this serum is really fantastic. I love it. Well, when I was traveling and able to travel, this is the Mm. one, um, this serum replaced all my other kind of skincare that I would carry with me because it has like a really good blend of ingredients that just really support healthy, happy skin. So you've got amino acids, which help strengthen the skin's natural defense system and also kind of helps in those kind of signs of aging and protects from environmental damage. Then you've got peptides, which have kind of skin soothing effects and helps hide those wrinkles and adds firmness. And then you've also got the holy grail of ingredients in my eyes, hyaluronic acid, which is great for line pumping and hydration. So for me, This has got everything I need for my skin to be healthy. I think if you're kind of looking at where to start with a serum, you don't know where to go. There are so many different options out there. I think this is a really good entry-level serum, and I think it's suited for all skin types. I do love the name because I think it is so clever for what it is because it's like the buffet. It's like everything you want. Everything you want, dosed up on a plate, ready for you to just plump into your skin, delicious, juicy, yum. Okay, so off the back of a face serum, I've actually chosen sort of like a body serum and Carly in particular, I know you're going to freak out at this because I've chosen an oil. What? I know. Oil. I've got a a love-hate relationship with oils. I hate most oils. Like 99% of oils drive me nuts because they just make my skin feel sticky or they feel heavy or they just rub onto my clothes and it's not great. But I've actually chosen the chemistry brand's retinoil for this uh, episode. So I've been using it for a few months now. Look, disclaimer, it is $40 a bottle. So I don't know if that counts as budget, but I've been using it. But I've been using it for five months every single day because I'm a fanatic when it comes to body care and I am probably about two centimeters into that bottle I'm not even joking like I could I could be using this bottle for the next four years (laughs) (laughs) but think about the cost per use that's pretty nuts so besides that is insane yeah so besides the fact that it actually feels really nice it's a bit more of a dry oil so it sinks in a little bit faster it just makes my skin feel really smooth I pop it on my stretch marks like near my bum area and yeah it just makes my tush look really nice and smooth and it smells like pineapple so bonus points to that oh, I love oh, it's that. A, a pina colada for your body <laughs> 
<laughs> Even when it's like in the middle of autumn, we're in lockdown, got to have a bit of party on your body. <laughs> well, guys, I think my budget beauty buy is the possibly the most budget you can get for a beauty product. Um, so when we decided on this category, I just found it really hard to pick one favorite budget product without any kind of category direction. So then I thought, okay, what is one of the best products that I have ever used that costs the least? And I came up with the Daiso Makeup Brush Cleaner. It is $2.80, $2.80 from Daiso. And it is truly one of the best and most effective brush cleaners I have ever used. Like, I, You have to explain this. This sounds like a beauty hack. Tell me at $2.80, what? What is it? What does it look like? It's it's like a small little bottle, like um, maybe like a 30 to 50 mil. And it's a li- it's like a gel liquidy oh, kind of so makeup a, brush cleaner. It's a formula. It's a formula. Yes. Sorry. Nice. It's a formula. Um, and it's, a, it's a liquid that basically I do a blob on my, I've got a Sigma brush cleansing mat. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a little like grooves and stuff. Do a dollop on that, wet my brush, swish it around um, a few times. And hey, presto, honestly, because... I don't know how religious you guys are about washing your makeup brushes. You should be. But I find that getting foundation out of brushes is particularly difficult. It's a very – because of the the oil in it and the nature of a foundation, it's a very stubborn thing to get out of brushes. And this just like – look, it may be because it's detergent. I don't know. But it gets the foundation out. It cleans brushes so quickly. Um, I don't, because I think it is maybe got a lot of detergent in it. I don't use it on like my natural hair brushes because that's going to dry them out. So I kind of save it for the more synthetic brushes. But honestly, I have never used such a cheap beauty product that is so bloody good. As a side note, I probably don't wash my brushes as much as I should because I just hate the process so much. So maybe this could be a good sort oh my of encouragement. God, that's to- so $2.80 makeup brush cleaner because it is so quick. Like sometimes I'll do my makeup in the morning before going to work and I'm like, mm, I, need to, I need to wash it. And then I'll just do it before work and it's so quick and easy. Wow. wow. The cleanser and the mat. I'm sorry. Mat is not included in official review of Budget Beauty Buy. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another day. That's, that's for another segment. So yes, get in on that brush cleaner. It's literally cheaper than a coffee and will last you longer. Love it. All right, guys, we'll put all those links in the show notes for you. But up next, Bettina is talking about our diets and our skin. Dermatologists, nutritionists, dietitians, they all agree that what you eat is just as important, if not more, than the lotions you put on your face. For instance, salty and sugary foods can show up on your skin in the form of lines or puffiness, while filling up on the right kind of foods like greens, good fats or vitamin-rich fruits, they can support your skin to be healthier and even support your skin to improve conditions such as psoriasis, acne and rosacea. So it is true that you can eat your way to healthy, happier skin. Recently, I've been working on a feature on skin food for InStyle and I've been able to pick the brains of some experts and I really wanted to share some of the most interesting things they told me. There's so much to unpack in this topic and we could do a whole series on skin (laughs) food. But guys, while I have you, I just want to give you a couple of little things, a little takeaways that I found most interesting. So Carly and Yantha, I'm sure that you've probably heard there's like a lot of misinformation out there and we're so, so quick to self-diagnose. So like I'm sure you guys have heard people who suffer with acne, they eliminate dairy, right? Mm-hmm, 100%. Yantha, mm. we spoke about this often. 
Yes. So I, I yeah. actually stopped drinking coffee because, of, you know, I don't like black coffees. So I'm always ordering a cappuccino or something like that. And I've actually quit coffee because of the dairy intake. So I don't drink that at all. I've limited my dairy intake, um, except recently I've been getting into Arnott's chocolate chip cookies, but that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think they're linked, but are they not? So the interesting thing is Dairy milk has been linked to the presence of acne, so that's true. But things like cheese and yogurt, they're not linked to acne at all. So we know that yogurt is packed with probiotics, which help feed your gut bacteria, and healthy gut bacteria translates to healthy skin. So often people will eliminate dairy altogether, but really, you know, you should be a little bit more careful because you could be eliminating something that could actually help support better skin. Ah, got it. So, Yanthi, you just put a dollop of yogurt in your coffee. (laughs) Delicious. I'll give give that a go tomorrow morning. Yeah, let us know. So other things to note about acne is that studies have shown that a low GI diet significantly reduces the hormones that drive acne. So some examples of high GI foods that maybe potentially you should avoid or look into avoiding are popcorn, which is a great snack and that's so disappointing. (laughs) That makes me sad. (laughs) White bread, bagels, pretzels, pineapple, bran flakes. So it's not always the things that you think are bad for you, you know, in, in terms of diet. Sense. Yeah, because I, just- I think mm. you automatically associate like the bad foods with acne, but it's interesting to see pineapple on that list. Yeah. So then low GI foods that, you know, you can be eating and that are really good and can help support um you know, skin that doesn't show as much acne are things like pasta. Hooray. Catch you, Pepe. Here I come. (laughs) Sweet potato, corn, peas, legumes, and lentils. That's a pretty substantial list. Oh, and there's more. There's a lot more than that. Those are just some of the key. Other nutrients that support healthy, glowing skin are omega-3s. So you may have heard about these. These are the foods that we call healthy fats or good fats. So these are things found in fatty fish like salmon, tuna, trout, um, sardines, or if, you know, seafood's not your thing, you have um, flax seeds, chia seeds, and walnuts. And omega-3s can help reduce inflammation, which is great. And they can also assist with acne management and keep your skin hydrated. So it's suggested that you try eating two servings of fish a week, or again, if you're not into fish or seafood, snack on a handful of walnuts every day. And another thing I learned, which I found super interesting, is the power of berries. I didn't know about this. Yeah, berries. Do you guys know about the power of berries for your skin? I mean, I know that blueberries and like other berries are used as ingredients in skincare because of the antioxidants. Yes. So other than being extremely high in antioxidants, there are natural plant pigments in berries. So we're talking blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, acai berries, goji berries, and boysenberries. There are natural plant pigments in these berries that give them their vibrant colors. And these can actually make your skin look vibrant too. Oh. So like combating dull skin and just making you look more... Yeah, more fresh, awake, lively. Alive, yeah. Yeah. So as well as being high in vitamin C and antioxidants, as Carly mentioned, which fight off free radicals and um, which that can otherwise damage the cells. And obviously antioxidants prevent the breakdown of collagen and elastin, which are the fibers that support your skin structure. So berries are actually, we hear the word superfood get thrown around a lot, but berries are actually a superfood in terms of skin. Mm Mm-hmm. 
suddenly the $7 a punnet blueberries seem a little bit more appealing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also there are um, frozen options. So I know that we're kind of going out of berry season now, but there are frozen options which you can chuck into your smoothie, a few into your cereal in the morning, sort it. Um, I found this topic, the whole thing, super interesting. And if you wanted to know more, I can highly recommend a book by accredited dietitian called Geraldine Georgiou. And her book is called The Australian Healthy Skin Diet. And it's packed with lots of useful info and yummy, good for your skin recipes as well, which I'm starting to work my way through. So I highly recommend picking that up. I think I'm tempted to pick that up as well. It sounds really interesting. Fascinating. It talks through all sorts of different skin conditions and how to eat to support those and also just how to eat to have healthy, happy skin. And I like the fact that it's written by an accredited dietitian because I think, like you said, there can be a lot of misinformation out there. I think there's um, tendency for some people who don't have the right credentials, spruiking diets and ways of eating and skincare tips that, you know, are maybe not the right source to look at. So I think, yeah, looking at someone who's an accredited dietitian giving you tips, I think that's a, it's a pretty solid line. Absolutely. Trusted source. Well, we will put the link to that book in the show notes for you. And up next, Iantha, you're going to be telling us how you maintain your blonde at home. Yes. So maybe it's more on tips on maintaining my artificial blonde hair at home. So (laughs) I've been blonde for about five years now. I think it's in pretty good condition considering that my natural hair color is like black, black. Like you can see the color of my brows. They're very dark. So these are the products and steps that I take to make sure that my hair looks and feels soft and healthy and shiny. So my number one product is a purple shampoo. Now this product is probably the biggest buzzword product over the last like three Mm. years. So right now I'm using one from Kerastase and I can't get enough of how luxurious it is. It's, you know, a little bit on the pricier side, but you only need a little bit um, at a time. I really rate the purple shampoo from Redken as well and O&M does a really good one as well. So my tip is to wash your hair with the shampoo, pretty obvious, but also to leave the formula in your hair for at least three minutes so the pigments can actually penetrate your hair follicle. Does that make sense? That does yeah. make sense. But here's a question for you. For someone um, who is blonde, who has never used a purple shampoo at home, but sees that color, because some of them are very dark purple, right? Mm-hmm. Should they be worried about accidentally dyeing their hair purple? I think also look at the back of the bottle as well. So say if the shampoo is telling you to put in your hair, wash it with a bit of water and then rinse it out, do so. You know, I think you'll only run into the chance of dyeing your hair purple if you leave it in your hair for 12 hours. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's laugh. I bet someone on Reddit has done it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking to color your hair in isolation, that could be an easy hack then. Exactly. Absolutely. I have to second the Kerastas recommendation that you just um, mentioned because I'm a brunette, but I have kind of like lighter bits in my hair, but also my hair goes really brassy. So I use a purple shampoo, you know, suited that's meant to be suited for blondes in my brown hair to kind of tame that brassy orange tone that comes through. And that's the one I use. I love it. I use it totally. only like once. I think I only use it probably once every two weeks and I just sub one wash with it. So I'll wash that. So I'll do one wash with it, leave it on for a couple of minutes like you suggested, and then I'll do, wash with another shampoo. Mm-hmm. So my second product is a purple mask. So I only ever use hair masks. I don't use conditioner. I feel like my hair really needs that TLC. It's really thick. It gets really dry. So I think it needs all the help it can get. So So uh, to clarify, are you saying that you use your mask instead of the conditioner in the shower? Yes, correct. 
Excellent. So you can also go with the matching one from Kerastas. That one's really good. But one that I keep going back to is one from Christophe Robin. So we'll put in the show notes for you guys to check out. It makes my hair feel so soft. And honestly, I've been using it for the last at least four years on and off, and I can't get enough of it. Um, Just like your shampoo, just make sure you keep it in your hair for as long as possible. I always try and knock out my hair washing stuff at the start of my shower. So shampoo, mask, leave it on for at least five minutes while I wash my body, wash my face, shake my legs, do everything else. And then your very last step is to wash the mask out. So question for you, would you ever use your purple shampoo and your purple mask in the same shower time or do you split up your usage of them? This brings me to my next point. So I would never use a purple shampoo and a purple mask together. Everyone is different. I am artificially blonde and my blonde doesn't need that much purple products to counteract the brassiness. For me, if I use both a purple shampoo and a purple mask, it just makes my hair look really flat and muddy. It just doesn't need it. But everyone's different. You might want to give it a go. You might find that it's too much. For me, I use a purple product once every, call it three to four washes and every wash in between, sort of like you, Bettina, I use like an on and off system, purple shampoo. Then the other times I might use like a hydrating shampoo or a color protecting shampoo. Also just looking at my shower caddy, I would say most of my products, if not like 80% of my products are hair products. Am I, am I alone here? No, I am definitely, I am you. I, my, I have like a body wash and maybe like a scrub. And then everything else is hair. I've and then got like about, five hair products. I've got about seven different shampoos on the go um, and then tubs of masks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually weirdly the same. When you first said that, I was like, that's weird, Anthony. And then I'm just like mentally recapping my shower. <laughs> and I think I've got like three or four different kinds of shampoos and conditioners and then there's separate masks and there's the purple products because I have balayage and I use the purple products on my balayage. Um Gosh, yes. I have a lot of hair products. I'm actually so interested to see what our readers are like as well. So I think on the Get Lippy Facebook page, I might post what my shower caddy looks like and then I want to see what everyone else's looks like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I will not tidy mine. People have a (laughs) habit of like, people have a habit of like making it look all gorgeous for Instagram, but I will put the real dirty deal up there. I'll do it. Oh, okay. I might clean mine because... (laughs) No, I mean, like, I'm not going to arrange it. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'll, make, I'll make sure that, the, like, your tiles are clean. <laughs> just, just clean my house for the one picture for, for Facebook. It's worth it. Um, okay. Yes, I would love yeah, to see that, Yantha. Please share. Yeah, let's do yes. it. So if you're not already in our Facebook group, that's Get Lippy Podcast. Come find us. You can see all of our hair products in our, in our showers. All right, you guys, we will put all of Eantha's purple products in the show notes for you, along with all of the products we have mentioned today. But yes, like we said, come and join us in the Facebook group so we can share our um, our shower caddies and all our beauty buys we've been getting. If you're on Instagram and you'd like to post those, please do and tag us. I'm at Carly Orman. I'm at Eantha Yu. I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And make sure you go like, subscribe, rate and review us because we, we would just love all that love. Um, But until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.